You're saving for retirement, and that's good. As the big day gets closer, the question becomes, where do I put my retirement savings? Today's podcast will cover some ways to save that can make a positive difference for you and your retirement. Money Matters USA with Fred Sage. And you also need to work with your advisor to create multiple income streams. You're at the right place for information every week regarding all the components of a successful retirement plan. Asset allocation is really a driving force for how much your accounts are going to grow. Fred Sade is a financial fiduciary and retirement specialist. I have to put the client's interest ahead of my own pocketbook at, at all times. I must be able to justify why I'm making the recommendations. Money Matters USA with Fred Sade. Fred Sade. Welcome to the podcast. We love having you along. And I really think you can benefit from this because Fred Sade every week on this podcast gives you great things to consider in the area of retirement planning. This is Money Matters USA. And Fred Sade is the fiduciary founder and managing director of the firm of the same name, Money Matters USA. Fred holds a PhD in economics from Duke University. We talk retirement here. And Fred, we've got a lot to get into, including Stump the Guru, the latest question you're going to answer here uh well you haven't been stumped yet i noticed well not yet but uh somebody will stump me yeah the law of averages says that somebody's going to come up with a real stumper of a question and um they're going to win a prize. That'll be nice. Uh, Fred will make it worth your while. And and also, too, uh, even if he answers your question, even even if you don't stump him, you can submit the question. One way to do it uh, is at moneymattersusa.net, moneymattersusa.net, and click podcast and click stump the guru and submit your question. <laughs> well, here we go. We're going to talk about, we're going to get into the Fed later, but we're going to open up talking about all the ways that you save for retirement. And I know that a lot of people will come to you at first, Fred, and they're like, well, I did my job. I've saved here, here, and here. Now what do I do with it? That's that's true. Uh, some of these people need permission to spend because they, they've, they've done what's right. They've, they have lived below their income. They've, they've managed to stash money away, and now they're Need they need to be told that it's okay to spend money to fund your retirement. We like to look at retirement, and people can make this very complicated. I try not to. You have both fixed expenses and you have variable expenses. Your fixed expenses, you want to match your income to your obligations. That's the way you would run a business. You, you have fixed expenses. You need the income to pay those fixed expenses. Well, we like, we like annuities. We think that they are safe. They're not FDIC insured, uh, but they are uh, uh, covered uh, by the claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. And every insurance company has to have assets uh, equal to a percentage of its liabilities available uh, in in any state to which they are admitted to do business. So we like to use companies. We don't normally go below an A minus company. Now, uh, an annuity does something that no other investment 
no other place that you can put your money can do. And that is, it can give you a guaranteed income that you can't outlive. And even if there's no money in your account, the annuity will pay. There's no magic to it. It's how the annuity, that's how an annuity uh, is constructed. But people are familiar with uh, Social Security. Social Security is an annuity. Mm -hmm. It was created by Metropolitan Insurance Company, created the Social Security system by their annuity actuaries. Well, what did they do? What was their experience? They went back to what they knew, which, which right. is to create an annuity. Now, think of, think of the annuity uh, as, as your own personal pension. I know that some license in saying that, but it, it will provide you with income, and it can provide a survivor benefit uh, as long as we're not into the mortality credits, which is the, the way, or survivor credits, which is the way uh, the annuity actually can guarantee uh, that, uh, that you will uh, never run out of money, even if your account is at uh, zero uh, balance. Now, um, annuities uh, can uh, pay out at very high rates. Now, one of the things that confuses people is the, the difference between the interest rate on an annuity and the payout rate. The, the payout rate is based on uh, mortality and longevity. And the payout rates, they're age-dependent, but they can be at a very high level. I mean, it's not uncommon right now to see, oh, you know, five, six, seven, even 10% payout rates, even though the interest rate uh, is considerably below that. Mm -hmm. And um, you want to make sure that you're not confusing the interest rate with the payout rate. That payout rate can be very, very substantial. Uh, and of course, fixed annuities uh, are tax deferred uh, because while they, they're accumulating, there's no, there's no tax. And it depends on whether your annuity is before tax or after tax, what the tax treatment is is going to be uh, on the uh, annuity when you when you take the uh, income. If it's if it's a uh, non-deductible uh, contribution, that is a non-qualified, non-tax qualified contribution. That's the term that's used. Uh, you'll get what's called an exclusion ratio. That's, uh, that's separating the interest component, which is taxable and reportable, uh, from the return of, of, uh, of principal, which, of course, is you've already paid the tax on. If it's a tax-qualified account, uh, IRA, for example, 401k, uh, money, uh, then uh, if, you, if you're taking an annuity inside of the 401k, or you bought a freestanding annuity, but it is it is tax qualified uh, because you've never paid tax on it. Well, you have no basis, so you're going to pay taxes on uh, everything. Um, the the other the other thing that that is so wonderful uh, about about annuities uh, is that you can have them for income only, growth only, or a combination of income. And growth, so you can dial it up, dial it down, uh, get get just about anything uh, that that you want. There are good companies and there are bad companies, and and so you have to make sound sound choices, as as I indicated at the beginning. 
what do you do with the where you've saved? And also, what should you look at now if you're in the financial red zone, close to retirement but not yet retired? And and one thing, Fred, um, you probably get asked this a lot. I know you do. Maybe even more now than ever is Roth as far as a proactive approach for taxes. Well, we lo- look. Uh, I have to admit that that, uh, that I have a romance <laughs> with with Roth. I love them. <laughs> yeah, they're uh, it's a lot to yeah, love. I do. <laughs> oh, yeah, a lot to love is right. Uh, uh, admittedly, they're not for everybody. Okay, if, if you if you're gonna if you um, need to tap all of your assets, then with, with, uh, inside of five years, uh, then a Roth may not be for you. Now you can tap a Roth within the first five years. You can you can take your principal out, but because that's an after-tax transaction, so it wouldn't be taxed the second uh, time. But if if you have some time to go, the Roth can make a lot of sense because it's going to grind down your the, your tax bracket, and uh, it will give you uh, the ability uh, to save uh, on a tax-free. Uh, basis after you obviously have paid the tax on the money that you put in, but it's all tax-free after that. And the distributions, the money you take out is is tax-free. For a spouse who inherits uh, uh, a a Roth, they basically step into the shoes of the deceased spouse in terms of uh, getting the tax-free distributions. So nothing Nothing really changes uh, if it's a spousal uh, beneficiary. Now you can you can make uh, if you are pre, and this is important. If you are pre RMD, you can you can take money from a, from from a four hundred one k or take money from an IRA and convert that and put it into a Roth. Once your RMDs start, you cannot use. Uh, RMD money to fund the Roth. Now you can fund an after-tax account of some kind, but uh, but but you lose you lose the flexibility. So I mean, you, 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 we now have a big window for many people up up to age seventy-three uh, to to make uh, important decisions about uh, about about Roths, uh, even using uh, qualified funds. Now, once you're once you lose that, it's another story. Also, um, Roths make an awful lot of sense in in, ter- in terms of you know of of taxes because once you turn Social Security on, the tax system really changes and it changes in ways that are very very uh, dramatic. And and without getting into a lot of detail, basically your uh, tax situation gets gets altered. There's a lot there's a lot higher. Uh, rates that that occur, and 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 the Roth uh, makes you uh, it gives you a constant defense. In other words, even even if the taxes went up to ninety one percent, ninety one percent of nothing still still adds up to nothing. So mm-hmm. I'm 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 in love I'm in love with 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 uh, with with Roths. There, there is no uh, limitation uh, on uh, on income or the amount that you can convert. Uh, on a Roth, so I mean, you you, ha- you can, and there are a lot of uh, Roth strategies. We look at about twenty-one different uh, Roth strategies, 
Uh, so we like we love we love Ross. Now, as I said at the beginning, they're not for everyone, but they're for most right. people, and and should be and should be seriously, uh, you know, considered uh, by by anyone who is looking to grind down uh, their their tax brackets because taxes have no place to go uh, but up right right now. And um, what what's going to happen? Nobody. nobody Nobody can see far into the future, but you, we have three years to uh, 2023 through 2026 to um, take advantage of whatever opportunities there are uh, f- from the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. And after that, who knows? It really is going to depend on, uh, you know, on a lot who, who, who controls Congress, who controls the White House. Uh, and that's going to determine uh, what happens here. I would not expect uh, that uh, any uh, tax reductions beyond what's in the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act uh, will will occur. And and a lot of, and that that's another conversation. But uh, the, this demographic time bomb that we have uh, makes it makes it very difficult uh, to to deal with uh, with tax reduction. Before we move into uh, interest rates, what makes a company uh, a dividend aristocrat, and should they be considered? Uh, if 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 you if if you like to invest for dividends, uh, and and that's largely a safe play. I mean, you're looking at the top. You're looking at the top companies uh, in the in an index. Uh, and you and and you can then have a strategy called the, div- the which is the dividend aristocrat uh, strategy, and um, you have to own uh, dividend paying uh, stocks in order to uh, to do that. Uh, now, uh, a a company to be an aristocrat has to have an unblemished record. Uh, of 25 years of never missing uh, a a dividend and never never um, uh, reducing their dividend, they, they have to be extremely uh, reliable. So these are usually uh, your 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 top top companies. Some of them are are, are defensive uh, plays, uh, and uh, and and they're very very uh, reliable. So uh, uh, investors who, who are looking for um, significant dividend income are going to uh, are going to look at the dividend uh, aristocrats. Uh, it's interesting that uh, one particular company tried to put this into an index, and uh, it, that has not uh, has not worked out. Uh, you know very well. So when we when we look at uh, indexes in general, we're usually looking at the index without dividends. Now you can buy the dividend, but uh, only the most sophisticated investors uh, actually uh, do that. Now dividend aristocrats can make a lot of sense, and you know in in my view, uh, if you have if you have an exposure to indexing. Uh, and uh, you have some very um, definite ideas about the about a, about an individual stock that you want to own, uh, you know you might be in a position where you want to do that because you you have protected yourself, presumably uh, with the index and, and having some kind of floor 
uh, in terms of losses and some kind of cap on the upside, and you're willing to trade some upside to protect yourself on the on the downside. So th this can be you know significant. So maybe your floor is maybe 10% on the downside, and maybe you want to be capped out at seven or eight percent on the on the upside. Not the not the not the worst kind of thing, I think. Uh, my opinion. We're going to move into a conversation on the Fed and specifically interest rates. But before we do that, let's listen in on a conversation between J.P. Morgan CEO Jamie Dimon and Jim Cramer on the halftime report. There's something wrong because maybe that's too short a term. Maybe what we're thinking about when we talk, we talk about the Fed is not what is happening uh, boots on the ground here. Yeah, I think they're different. I mean, the Fed, look, they have, I have all, the, all respect for Jay Powell. Uh, but, you know, the fact is we lost a little bit of control of inflation. Models didn't pick that up. I've always been suspicious of models. And when right. we use them extensively, I always say, well, you use a little bit of judgment, too. Uh, and there's been a sea change. Governments are borrowing a lot of money. And you've got to incorporate that in what's taking place. That means they're spending it. That's inflationary. Wages we haven't, we've seen come down, but not so much. Right. Oil and gas will probably be going up because, you know, the investment has been curtailed. Right. Uh, and, you know, the, the green environment, green economy, we think it's close to four trillion dollars a year of additional spending. So you're talking in the uh, IRA Act, which I think has a lot of good stuff in it. The infrastructure app, the chicks app. This is huge money. And so, you know, me, you've had a sea change. And I think we should all get adjusted to that. You know, we'll have more normalization of interest rates and we'll be fine. Just remember, America's most prosperous year on the planet. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. I like hearing that. <laughs> so so do I. a lot for you to break down there, but and also too, just looking at the Fed, exactly what are they supposed to do and what can they do? Well, legally, the Fed has has two mandates that are contradictory, and one mandate is is to uh, maintain stable prices. And the other is to maintain stable employment. Now, that's a problem because the Federal Reserve follows something called the Phillips curve. And the Phillips curve says that there's an inverse relationship uh, bet between employment rates and inflation. Or to put it in more basic terms, the more people employed, the more, the, more, the more likely that we are to have inflation. So the Federal Reserve's policy right now, even if they don't want to talk about it uh, forthrightly, is to limit uh, employment in the country and induce unemployment hmm. because in their model, uh, the more unemployment we have, uh, certainly in the five to five and a half percent range is, is, is there in their view, uh, that takes pressure, uh, inflationary pressure uh, off the economy. And that's what they are headed for. So every month when you hear the employment report, you, if employment is running uh, hot, you, you hear, oh, Fed's going to, you know, increase interest rates mm -hmm. and Wall Street goes into a tizzy uh, for a day or two. Now, the metric that the Federal Reserve is using uh, is outdated. It's inaccurate. They're using the Bureau of Labor Statistics and, and the Commerce Department. How is it outdated? More, huh? How, uh, how is it outdated? I was just curious. Uh, it's, it's, it's outdated because, because it's, a, it's lagging and, and, and it gets corrected. 
um, usually about 30 days later. So it, it's oh, using it's okay. using inaccurate data that's outdated to start with, and then they have to get more current uh, data to, to adjust to adjust the um, the unemployment rate uh-huh. or the employment rate. I should say the the Philadelphia Fed. Uh, measures uh, it measures the unemployment rate. It looks at how many people get a, a uh, unemployment check every month, so they get a number that's different than the Bureau of Labor Statistics. And that doesn't factor in people who aren't currently searching. That's right. So they, they so they they will say that hey, we get a different number, but we're measuring something else. So we're not saying our number is better than, than the Bureau of Labor Statistics number. The um, there are there are uh, better there are better um, uh, metrics than than what the Fed is 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 using, and uh, I can't really say why they're they're not using uh, better better data mm-hmm. because if they're saying they're data dependent, you would think that they would want to use the best data, but that is not uh, that is not the uh, that is not the case, uh, and. Uh, when you um, since since their primary weapon is uh, is interest rates, uh, by increasing interest rates, they they uh, f- force a slowdown uh, in the uh, economy. Uh, they make pr- they make the prices of goods and services more expensive, and uh, it it puts a shadow uh, over the uh, economy. makes makes it much more difficult. Uh, for the economy to function in, in any normal uh, way. And there's a time lag between the rise of interest rates and its impact on the uh, economy. Now, generally speaking, one would think that when the Fed raises interest rates, it would back off for a while and see what the impact of it would be. It's not doing that. I mean, it is continually raising uh, interest rates. And uh, perhaps, and this is pure speculation on my part, Perhaps uh, they're using inaccurate data deliberately to justify uh, larger uh, interest rate mm-hmm. increases. I know that I know that sounds kind of paranoid, but but that might very well be the case because I cannot explain, and I haven't heard anybody. <coughs> excuse me, I have not heard anybody able to explain why they are using uh, poor quality data right. when higher quality data uh, is is available. Now. Um, you know, in the if if the economy continues to grow, um, then the, the Fed is just going to raise interest rates to cool the uh, economy off. And when when companies and individuals face higher borrowing costs, it usually means that they do not um, uh, spend as they had intended. So you're seeing a fall off. In individual in the individual housing market, I mean, if you have to pay seven or seven and a quarter percent for a thirty-year mortgage, uh, you, you, why why move? Why not just wait and, and see? If you're looking to, you wouldn't uh, refi your mortgage, especially if you've got a two three percent uh, interest rate. And uh, why would you buy another house uh, at 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 this point? So uh, all of these things uh, impact. So if you're uh, if you're running a business. Uh, you 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 might invest, but you'd be looking for the cheapest uh, possible uh, money that that you could uh, that you could find. And you st- and right now you're you're getting some pressure 
from labor costs, but inflation is outstripping uh, the wage increases. So, so workers are generally uh, still still behind and, and are getting a smaller share uh, of the uh, you know of the inflation uh, fed uh, economy. Um, you know the the other thing that is driving uh, inflation is petroleum uh, prices. Right, right now, petroleum is about seventy five dollars a barrel. If if petroleum prices come down uh, to seventy two, seventy three, uh, you'll see a lot of this uh, inflation will dissipate. If on the other hand, uh, you know OPEC, Russia, Saudi Arabia, I mean their object is to, is to get the petroleum prices as close to hundred dollars a barrel as they possibly can because they run their economy uh, on petroleum. And uh, Senator McCain uh, famously said that uh, that Russia. Uh, is a gas station masquerading as a country. <laughs> and you know, there's, a, there's a lot of perverse truth uh, in that right. because basically they're, they're a one-dog pony. Uh, so all, all of this is, you know, is an issue. Uh, we, we have increased our petroleum, uh, natural gas production, so I see natural gas prices are coming down. Even our, our utilities here in New Jersey uh, have indicated that in the March bills they will reduce the uh, cost from uh, one one to three cents uh, per per unit uh, of of natural gas that uh, that you use uh, in your in your home. I don't know what they're doing in commercial um, clients, but I read that in uh, in my local Gannett uh, uh, paper. Um, so I mean, all these all these things are, you know, are issues. Um, it, it's hard, you know, it's hard it's hard to know. I. You know, I I, um, I, I think J- uh, Jamie Dimon's uh, uh, criticisms or his observations were, uh, were well were well placed. Uh, we still have to remember that he's running uh, an important money center bank, mm-hmm. and he has his interests. Uh, he has interests, uh, you know, uh, with the Federal Reserve, uh, who you know they they're very closely tied together, and uh, plus the Treasury because money center banks are, are major uh, buyers of, of uh, Treasury securities, so uh, he you know he still has to ride two horses, uh, and 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 stay and 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 be very careful. But I, I do agree with him. I, I think the uh, I think the Fed was overly optimistic or uh, on, uh, on you know on uh, what how it saw. Uh, inflation, and there were there were Wall Street firms that uh, actually believed the Fed and and didn't uh, have uh, you know didn't have a very good uh, very good year uh, because they they thought inflation was transitory. Um, but you know you have you have to be smart about understanding about inflation and the impact not only on the economy, but you have have to understand uh, and and borrowing costs. But you also have to understand how does it affect. Uh, uh, equities. How does it affect uh, bonds? And and we know that um, when uh, interest rates uh, go up, uh, some sectors of, uh, of some equity sectors and some um, factors that have to be used. In other words, you can't just look at an index or or a particular stock. You have to look at the not only the sector, but you have to decide what factors uh, are important, and you have to put that into your uh, into your plan and, and into your portfolio uh, analysis. So we know that the Fed has raised interest rates in the past, just as they're raising them uh, right now. We don't what we don't have is a lot of good examples where we've had a soft landing. And, and I mean, that's what we're hoping for. But, uh, you know, but whether that's going to happen or not, who knows? 
Um, and also the interest rate impact depends on where we are in the cycle. So there are things that perform well at the beginning of a cycle, middle of a cycle, and the end of a cycle. An, ex an example might be commodities, which do very well at the beginning, but as an economy slows, they don't do well at all. As far as uh, bonds go, uh, rates and yield are opposite uh, each, each other. So um, uh, the bonds get discounted in, in order to match uh, interest rates. And, um, uh, and and those rates may, you know, may fluctuate, and the discount can be uh, quite substantial. Um, bonds, uh, yeah, well, you, you, when you look at a bond, you, you look at the rate to call, and you look at the rate to maturity. And in a situation where you've got discounting, you're going to look at rates to you're going to look at rates to call uh, because you want to look at at a shorter duration. Um, because that that um, that will uh, give you an interest rate uh, that uh, you know that that's more reliable with 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 less uh, with less risk in, in terms of uh, a fluctuation. Longer duration has a lot more uh, a lot more risk uh, in it. Um, the, the other the other the other thing obviously is that. You need you need to look at how do I how do I get a real not a nominal but a real rate of return, uh, if I if I and as long as interest rates go up then all of a sudden all of a sudden uh, money can can uh, uh, you know can be used to 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 generate uh, in, uh, income, uh, that wasn't true when and interest rates were at zero. Uh, but um, if we go to shorter durations, the, the interest rates are high enough that uh, you have a you have a positive yield. In other words, if you you have the yield subtract inflation, and what are you left with? Uh, and if if you go on a shorter duration, you actually can get above the the rate of uh, of inflation. So that that's you know that's an important uh, uh, takeaway. Uh, uh, commodities may be effective, depending, but real estate um, may be. Um, real estate indexes, we, uh, I like them because that gives you more uh, exposure across the country, and you, you're not you, you're not you know invested in, in one particular house or apartment building. Though, though those can those those can, I'm, I'm not being negative about it. I'm, I'm just saying to disperse risk uh, that uh, that can be more uh, effective. But real estate is very, very dependent uh, on interest rates and commercial on, on occupancy. And we still haven't uh, unwound uh, from the pandemic. Some people think we uh, are going to a permanent nature of, of hybrid uh, employment uh, and, uh, and how often people actually show up uh, you know, in the office. So that's a different uh, conversation. But I, I think the... Key takeaway here is uh, the, the, the necessity not only to plan, but to understand that planning is not a one-time event and that plans need to be reviewed uh, annually, uh, not necessarily for the same thing. Uh, sometimes it, it may be uh, for uh, your, uh, your, your portfolios. Other times it, it may be for your fixed uh, income sources. It may be for beneficiary directions. It may be for your uh, state plan. It may be for your uh, power, power of attorney or, or what have you. There are a lot of components, <coughs> excuse me, of, of a positive uh, estate, uh, plan, both, both for financial income and, and estate planning. And all those need to be looked at. 
periodically. Now, I know that uh, when you're not retired, life comes at you a lot faster than when you are retired. But notwithstanding that fact, change, change is a constant, even if it slows down. So th those are my observations. Okay, and we're really short on time here. We've only got a couple of minutes to get the question in. I'm not going to take a break here. So we'll just okay. move right to the stump the guru question. But I did have a quick question. It just would require a really quick answer if possible. But, um, you know, right. well, I don't mean it that way. But I mean, if no, it, I know what, what I mean but... by the question I'm going to ask, I don't know if it's possible <laughs> to give a quick answer. And that is, in just looking at the history of the Fed, given that our inflation rate now I think it's safe to say it wasn't it isn't as high as it was in the late 70s, early 80s, nor are the moves by Powell versus Volcker as extreme. Mm -hmm. But given the lower inflation rate now, is it a pretty good match as far as the uh, the, the moves made in raising interest rates? So yeah, so far yes. Okay. So so far, so far I, I I agree with Don. Powell, Powell is Powell. You know, not, now that he picked himself up and stopped saying, you know, what he was saying, and uh -huh. uh, admitted that there is a problem. Yeah, I think he's done a pretty good job. Uh, well, you know, all things considered, uh, and considering the all the pressures, uh, you know, that are uh, on him, uh, both from the right and the left. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think he's done a good job of, uh, of navigating. I wonder how much uh, he looked at the moves Volcker made back then. I'm sure he did. He yeah. says that he does. Uh -huh. He said he has studied uh, Volcker's moves yeah. very carefully. I would I would think so. I, I would take him at his word. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let me just mention a couple of ways to reach out to Fred. I mean, you hear him talking about strategies and also in looking at inflation or the state of our economy, the changing landscape of the economy, that's necessary to do. And sometimes to even uh, review with clients and, and even, if, even if it's a temporary uh, alteration of the retirement plan, sometimes it's necessary. Uh, but to get this, get it started into schedule, and even if you're far away from Fred, it can be done uh, virtually, uh, an appointment to go through a comprehensive review. There are a couple of ways to do that. You can call 800-593-8188. Again, that's 800-593-8188. And you can also go to the website moneymattersusa.net. It's moneymattersusa.net. Fred does invite you to click on the red light program tab there and learn learn about that and identifying risks, too, in your retirement planning process. If you want to hear past podcasts, click the podcast tab. And when you go to that, you can also see the option to click Stump the Guru. And that is where you can submit your question to Fred. And he's going to make it worth your while either way if he selects your question. I mean, one thing's for sure, he will he can, I think you, you've all offered a meeting uh, with clients and that review yes. for those who use their question. And if you stump uh, a gift, a prize. So if you stump Fred, we haven't had anyone stump Fred yet, but just go to stump the guru. That's under the podcast tab at moneymattersusa.net. All right. Well, here's our question uh, for this week. I will be retiring soon. I asked the company that I work for to send me uh, options my options on how to take my retirement benefit. Well, they indicated that I could take a lump sum instead of a monthly benefit. They did provide me with a lot of information, but I am still unsure what to do. How do I proceed to get what I need to make this very important decision? Okay, so here's what I'd like to say. The um, Secure Act, two, based on the Secure Act 2.0, 
you, the plan administrator is required to provide uh, information, and that information has to allow uh, you to compare the benefits that are offered to explain how the lump sum was calculated and give you critical information about what federal protection you gain if you take monthly income rather than a lump sum distribution. Uh, further, I would ask, do you have any uh, experience in handling a large sum of money? If you had a large sum of money, how would you handle it? Could you do that successfully? It's really very important. The other thing that is important is you are giving up a major source of guaranteed monthly income that you're going to need because that becomes your base rather than Social Security, which then comes on top of your defined benefit plan. Now, I would suggest as a resource, you can go to pensionrights.org, pensionrights.org, and you'll get very easy to understand information. They have drop-down menus and a ton of information there with a lot of hot links uh, out, too. Now, we also can make calculations for you uh, so that you can make an informed decision after you understand your rights under the new SECURE Act 2.0, particularly the provisions on pension uh, options. And I personally want to thank the listener for for the question, and uh, we'll get their gift out to them uh, promptly. And I, I want to thank everybody for listening, and, and please subscribe to our weekly podcast. Please do. Uh, and again, definitely go to the website, moneymattersusa.net. Again, to reach out to Fred uh, to for, with a call, 800-593-8188, 800-593-8188. Nice to know Fred said he's sending a gift out to that listener because he they did not stump him. But uh, he appreciates you sending the questions in. And, and hey, if yeah. he answers it on the air, again, he'll make it worth your while. Uh, you can uh, go to, again to the website moneymattersusa.net click podcast hey scroll through the menu of podcasts there and also click stump the guru to submit your question and thanks as always for joining us every week fred's here with more vital information on money matters usa Investment advisory services offered through Money Matters USA, LLC. Fred Sade and his guests provide general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell in any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to the securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are offered through Money Matters USA LLC. By contacting Money Matters USA, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products.